Hi, and welcome to the Magical Soul Healing Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Mazzo. I'm known online as Jess the Empress. I started this podcast as a way to support people. I am very passionate about mental health, tarot, and astrology, and combining all those perspectives so that individuals can do better, so that they can improve their lives, improve their well-being, improve the quality of their day-to-day. And I'm bringing all of that passion onto this online space, onto this podcast. So I really hope that these episodes support you. I'm so excited to hang out. I'll see you soon in the episode and I'm sending you love. Hey, hi, hello, you beautiful souls. I hope that y'all are doing okay. I am here to talk about... If you read the title of today's podcast episode, video episode, we're going to go over Mercury entering the sign of Taurus. I'm excited. So for those of you that have a tarot deck, get it out. For those of you that don't, I want you to look up the Hierophant, and I also want you to look up the Magician. These are the two tarot cards related to Mercury, which is the Magician. Taurus, that's the Hierophant. And by the numbers, we have one with the Magician, we have five by the Hierophant. So we're in the first line of the major arcana of the tarot. So we're very young, we're very fresh in this energy coming forward. And I like this. I like this a lot because it feels very refreshing to me to be on the ground a little bit more mentally. It's interesting, too, because as I record this, it's a couple days before... Mercury enters Taurus. I'm recording this on the 8th, and that transit happens on the 10th. But I can already feel myself coming down to Earth. Um, I actually am going through a little bit of a depressive episode. I can feel that energy moving through me, really, really wanting to take over. Um, And I really feel like I'm going through the motions a little bit today, knocking some things out that were on my to-do list but I don't feel connected to them in ways that I I do when I'm not in a depressive episode or the onset of a depressive episode. Um, I'll typically feel more proud of myself. I'll feel more like accomplished and a little more connected to the tasks that I'm doing as I'm doing them. Whereas right now, it really feels like I need to like gear myself up in order to do just like the basic things. Um, so today... I went on a long walk before I did this podcast episode, a solo walk. I didn't take the baby boy. For those of you on camera, you can see him behind me (laughs) hanging out being a sweet angel. Um, I took him on his walk this morning, but on my solo walk, I really just kept listening and observing that voice that was inside my head, and it's still there. It's, um, It's not as loud, but it's still louder than normal um and I just keep reminding myself you know like this isn't my voice I'm not saying this I can't exactly identify whose voice it is or where it came from when I first heard it um so that makes me think I was very very young when I started to pick up a lot of the things that these thoughts are saying and I feel vulnerable even sharing this but being back on the planet, like with my mind anyway, kind of coming out of all this fire and air, 
um, energy with the higher font, it feels right in alignment, right? What we're going to go over today feels right in alignment. So I want to say, if you feel like you're also going through some type of depressive episode, you're not alone and you're also not any less spiritual because it's something you're feeling or going through. Um, I know that there can be judgment, right, around, oh, I'm spiritual, so I shouldn't have anxiety, I shouldn't have whatever, whatever the fuck mental health thing is that you may be going through right now. You know, there can be judgment about that, but spirituality isn't getting rid of any type of mental health condition or symptom. Uh, it's about being able to, I find at least, being able to navigate through it with a lot more grace and compassion than you would without the tools that spirituality brings to the table. And for me, that's tarot. And I really feel like right now with the Hierophant, it's like I was taught a lot of ways to see myself and that my worth needs to be based on X, Y, and Z. And like those things aren't true. I'm like, I'm feeling myself getting... Like, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna cry <laughs> this episode. Um, but that's fine. I, uh, I, I can feel myself attached to that, to those external things, like, so deeply. And it makes me sad. And, I, and that's where a lot of my emotion is coming from. It's coming from grief, it's coming from sadness and feeling like I didn't have a lot of opportunities that I really needed as a kid. And so, it's just a lot of processing grief. For me right now um, and I, I do know that the earlier I open up and just and surrender to these feelings um, ultimately the better off I'll be I, I, I heard my mind say like the shorter the depressive episode will be but that's not necessarily true I can't guarantee myself that so I don't want to actually make that statement as like some sort some type of promise for anybody who might be in a similar situation, but but what I can say is that leaning in and feeling the feelings does allow it allows me to stay in touch with my core self, like my strengths and my courage and all the good parts of me that I have in the past let go of when I have faced these types of other thoughts and these other attachments. And Taurus Hierophant is all about that, the attachment. <laughs> and what we're told, you know, we're worth, we're attached to our worth. And let's get into it. <laughs> all right, so I wrote down a bunch of little, like, notes, and I'm just going to read them so I can help myself stay on track. And I'm going to actually take a sip of water as well. Um... The Hierophant as a card can be pretty triggering. Even to look at, sometimes the imagery can be triggering because it kind of has this like weird, in the traditional deck anyway, it has this like weird Pope kind of imagery, which like, you know, I don't think most people vibe with anymore, which is fine. Um, but you have to look at this card a little bit more objectively and realize that there's an energy behind it. And the energy is very much about guiding yourself through the world and realizing you have the keys to unlock your own wisdom. And this is something that 
whether or not people failed you <laughs> in teaching you how to access, you're responsible for accessing it now as an adult. And that message sucks sometimes because we could, on one hand, know like, okay, cool, I have the availability to do this or I'm learning how to do this. And at the same time, feel a lot of grief and sadness around the fact that we were failed. Like we were failed by our parents, we were failed by society, by religion and all these promises of like, you know, do the white picket fence and the marriage thing and the kids things and you'll be happy. Like all of this is encompassed in the Hierophant. And the reality though, is that all of these traditions and shit that has been taught to us has been taught to us because that's what people do. They teach whether they teach quality things or not isn't really worth talking about. We can clearly look around and see that some people teach bullshit and some people teach critical thinking and how to access your own wisdom and really think for yourself. And that's what I want to focus on today. So the context of conversation that you may find yourself having during this Mercury and Taurus season is just all about social impact, the type of impact that you want to have on your family unit, on your friends, with yourself, with strangers, you know, like how you just want to carry yourself down the street. Um, the importance of your own ethics and values, I think, tend to come up during this time as well. Um, and realizing you can change them at any time. Um, that's something that I wrote down. Excuse me, there is a message for you. Where, you know, you are responsible for, for your beliefs. <laughs> we all have beliefs that we've inherited, right? We know that a lot of them are bullshit. A lot of them are other people's beliefs about what works for them that keeps them happy, keeps them in alignment, whatever. Those don't necessarily apply to us and for what we need in order to be okay, right? To literally just be okay. Um, and can we allow ourselves to contemplate something different? This is so. This is such an interesting time because as we shed beliefs, we we don't even have to pick up anything else in its place. We can just shed a belief and let there be space. I want to offer that as an invitation. I think sometimes we're quick to kind of grab something and fill it up, fill up that emptiness. Emptiness isn't positive or negative. It just is. And so if, you know, letting go of a belief and just that's it is, is what works for you, then that's fine. It's perfectly okay. I, I, and I, I can only validate that. I can't, like, tell you to do it and that it's right for you. It's very important that you explore what is right for you. And this is the Hierophant. It is the, the energy that says there is unlimited knowledge in the world, but there is only enough that you could take in, okay? <laughs> and just work with what you have. You're going to keep learning. We, we're never experts. So can we please take a seat? Can we please take a seat and, and learn? Right? Can we be humble enough to say, fuck, I don't know. I think that the way I've been believing or, or seeing or doing and all those things is not right for me anymore. And there's no judgment. We, we don't realize it until we realize it. And then when we realize it, we say, oh, shit. And then we say, well, what else is possible? And so 
contemplating your own spirituality and your own journey is also part of the hierophant because again I think about this in like esoteric magical practices you know there's many different paths of spirituality none are right none are wrong they are for your exploration and for your reflection so I do feel like with the magician it's about talking about it it's about getting the information getting the ball rolling and hearing yourself say out loud that you want something different right hearing yourself out loud say that I don't actually feel like that belief works for me anymore um, that tradition that was handed on is just kind of bullshit you know hearing yourself say that is the first step to change and because the hierophant is the number five it represents change it represents a midpoint the need for curiosity this is so 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 powerful because that's when change can really start to get momentum instead of it feeling kind of stagnant you know like yeah so the other thing that popped into my head for this was the creation of our own rituals and studies and I think this is really important um, I love a good full moon and new moon ritual I love a good like tarot practice daily for, for me and I'm gonna ask you what type of ritual do you want to include in your life and it doesn't have to be anything complex it could be that you just take three breaths over a cup of tea before you sip it and you just really inhale the aromatics of the tea and you let that move like through your whole body, right? Um, I feel like we get this push to do all this crazy wild stuff and buy all these things and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you don't need to have a lot of money in order to do rituals. You can use with use rituals with like whatever you have. That's, I find the beauty of magic. And this goes way, way, way back, I feel like, to probably honoring a lot of our ancestors which didn't have as many resources as we have today like what magic was is very practical and it, it was using the elements of the world around us and that's what our ancestors did using the world around them in order to to create right to to uh, yeah to create to make their own magic to make their own rituals so yeah, don't feel like you need to go out and buy a bunch of stuff. Grab some cinnamon from your um, cabinet, spice cabinet. Grab some salt. Grab some sugar. Um, look online and see what type of rituals are, like what kind of herbs you can use for those rituals. I feel like I'm losing my train of thought. Look online <laughs> to use those herbs. You want to make sure you're using them appropriately. However, if you are more of like a chaos magic type of person, you could throw it together and see what happens. I'm not opposed to that. Again, I can't like tell you what to do. I definitely don't want to be too much of a gatekeeper, although I can be kind of gatekeeping. Hi, honey. Do you want to come up here? Oh, hi, baby. So... My other notes are about reflecting on your inner compass and where is it pointing you? You know, where is your true north? 
and also would love for you to reflect on who helped shape your compass and the way that you're guided and the voice inside of your head that's circulating, you know, who influenced that. Um, my moral compass, my ethical compass, my whatever compass was so off course <laughs> for a lot of my life um, because, and I, and I had a lot of like, I still have a lot of t uh, energy tied up in like childhood and how my parents chose to raise me and it wasn't right for me. You know, like their choices as an adult were fine for them, but again, to like raise a kid in the way that they raised me was just so wrong. Um, and it has taken a very long time for me to listen and hear my own voice even when I feel like I think I think I'm going in the right direction you know my thoughts are like you're doing okay and your feelings are like yeah you feel like open you might be scared or whatever but you're still open um I freak out you know and like I still have like the voice in my head that's like you're wrong you should doubt this um a lot of what ifs you know so I know that that's trauma and fear and it's good that I know that because I don't let those fears and traumas stop me from moving in the direction that I feel is best. Um, but I do believe that if I were to have listened to what my parents said, um, I really wouldn't be here. I really wouldn't. I would be even further in a struggle with depression and anxiety and some OCD, some PTSD. I would have suppressed all of that and I would have kept re-traumatizing myself um, instead of breaking the pattern of re-traumatizing myself. So I think it's kind of an amazing thing that I am here. Even on days when it's like really hard and I hate it, <laughs> I have to remember like how far I've come. And, and I can only attribute that at the base to, to me, to, to having this willpower to listen to myself. And I feel like that's the strength in the magician. It is the I am. It, there's a voice in your head like there's a voice in my head. There's a voice and a feeling in your body like there's one in mine as well. And it's your willpower. It's your ego. And ego gets a bad rap in the spiritual community. And I push back a lot of a lot on that because we all need the ego. It's just making sure that our ego is not sabotaging our progress and our relationships with ourselves and with other people. Like I mentioned, we're going to realize, oh shit, I'm off course. I was listening to the wrong voice. I misunderstood this and totally bypassed my own sense of self. And it's okay. That's where grace, again, and compassion and staying open <laughs> are really, really important. And um, uh, the other thing I wrote down is like, when you're shedding your beliefs, can you still maintain your connectedness to your sense of goodness? And that's where I feel really like I struggle, you know, like I feel myself even in this moment, I have like tears behind my eyes and saying it out loud feels very vulnerable, but can you, can you remain connected to your inherent goodness? And I, and I, I feel like that's, hard for me because again the perspective that my parents taught me was that you're not nobody's born good everybody's born unworthy and that's very different 
than being born as a as a human being with flaws right those are two different things and so I have a very deep inner core <clears throat> scaffolding that is centered around unworthiness you know like I feel inherently not good enough and it doesn't it doesn't manifest day to day it's just that like when these deep depressive episodes come up, I know I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> cool. I'm going to go jump down into that deep well, swim around for a little while and do some healing. I think about, I think about the environment that I was raised in, which is also the Hierophant. Um, because if you have people around you, when you're little energetically that believe that they're not good enough it's going to impact you it's going to impact your nervous system it's going to impact how your brain operates there's no way around it, it just, it's a fucking fact you know and I get angry about that like I and that's again where I have to really feel and so like what am I feeling oh oh I feel powerless there's a part of me that feels powerless. There's a part of me that feels um, unworthy. Um, and those are two really big feelings. And so it's very important, like I said, that I nurture that part of myself. And <sighs> remaining connected to my inherent goodness is hard sometimes, but it's with practice becoming easier and easier and has taken years <laughs> for me to even establish a strong connection to that thought in the midst of a lot of the bullshit that's happening in my mind right now. Um, but I, I do believe that this is why we go through these things. This is why we cycle and spiral is to, to keep like tilling the soil around the seed and nurturing it and allowing it to grow and push through the ground. Um, it has to be through our attention, you know, it has to be through our dedication that it happens. It's not just going to happen for, for fun, you know, like we have to do this work. Um, the other thing I wrote down is that you're your own savior. Therefore, you're responsible for your own life and well-being. I come back to that, especially during these times when I feel helpless and I feel powerless. I have to remind myself, well, I can take action and I might not know the right action I might still have so much doubt running through my system but I can still take action and I have to remember that this isn't about perfection like that's another message that I really needed reinforced when I was a kid but it just got lost in a lot of other things and I felt like I had to be perfect and so now when I realize I'm so far from this idea of perfect I have to process a lot of shame and then I have to remind myself, it's okay to be imperfect. Like, it's okay. Like, I'm okay. I'm here. I'm lovable. I am worthy. And now this is happening, like, as I go throughout my day, as I go grocery shopping, as I walk my dog, as I refill my water. Like, I'm just in my head reinforcing positive, loving thoughts and really doing my best to just allow the feelings that I have right now to come up. And I'm identifying them in my body um, and stuff like that. But... Yeah, it's like a sort of a different episode, I guess, with the, how emotional I am. But it's it's great. I appreciate you being here with me. 
Um, and so in switching from powerlessness to powerful to empowered is uh, saying, okay, you know, I don't need to have everything lined up in order to do. I can do. I can learn as I go. And so my mind feels very open that way when I give myself permission to think like that. And my body feels much more lighter. Not that it feels light like a feather because when I have an onset of a depressive episode, I tend to feel heavier. But this is to say that I'm not feeling stuck. I hope that makes sense. Um, so awareness of inner foundation and boundaries. So as these thoughts start to come up in my mind about you're this, you're that, you know, you, whatever, the more negative and really mean thoughts, like the bullying thoughts, all of that, as that starts to come up and become louder, I then say, okay, I hear you. I don't, I don't want to be spoken to that way. I don't need to be spoken to that way. I'm not going to tolerate this. I hear you, but like you have to take a back seat because I deserve better. You know, I deserve to be spoken to with respect and with kindness. And, and like I said, I don't, I cannot identify that voice. It doesn't sound distinguishable to me in the sense of like, oh, I know who said it to me. It just feels, it's just there. And so That's what I say back to it. You know, I deserve respect. I deserve love. I deserve to be spoken to X, Y, and Z. I don't need that shit. This is what I need. And then I then move into hearing my own voice say what I need to say and hear what I need to hear, right? That's what I mean by I'm doing the dishes and I'm actively feeding myself what I need. Um, but that's a part of the inner boundary system. So with Mercury, I feel like that's coming in really heavy because Mercury is our mind and our communication. And since it is the I am, it is all about the self. And I'm not saying that you're going to be projecting out onto other people your own thoughts and feelings of yourself, especially if you're aware. I'm sure you can take a deep breath and, and hold space for other people. But make sure that you're extending that same amount of space and love to yourself, right? Don't let yourself slip slip through the cracks. It's like very important you hold on to you. Um, let's see. So questioning the status quo. Why are things the way they are? Questioning traditions. Um, getting curious about what is and isn't working on a small, medium, and large scale in your life. And I had already mentioned the discomfort um, between two worlds, right? The here I am noticing that I have all these really critical thoughts and really mean thoughts and the the shame around that and, and, and like even hating that as a part of me, like even hating that that's happening. Um, it's so complex, but here we are in the Hierophant. <laughs> it is not easy. It's one of the most complex numbers and it represents one of the most complex places of like so many pieces. Um, and I think that that is, uh, that's, that's being human. It's like we're not one emotion and feeling at a time. We are multidimensional, and this is where that comes into play. But what is your own status quo, and what are your own, um, 
expectations and why, right? Are they realistic for where you're at or are they, are you still holding on to something that's just not needed for you right now? Getting curious about all of that will be important. And then again, on a larger scale, if you can think, well, wait a minute, like I was taught this tradition, let's use the Easter Bunny, for example, because that's coming up. You were taught about the Easter Bunny, okay? You might think it's fun, it's cute, whatever, and then you might actually, this Easter, sit down and realize this is a bunch of fucking bullshit, and like, why do we even do this? Why am I teaching my kids this? Why am I buying into this system? This might be your process, right? And that's what I mean by like the status quo on small, medium, and large. Like, you inherited the belief of the, obviously you're not actively believing in it, but I hope not. We're, we're all adults here. I know my audience is mostly in their late 20s to 40s, so if you believe in the Easter Bunny, uh, it's not real. <laughs> I'm sure you know. But you had a belief in it, but then you just like kind of teach it to your kids. You're like, this is cute, whatever, whatever. But um, it could be that you don't want this anymore. And so on a small scale, you drop the belief for you. On a medium scale, you drop the belief within your household. And on a larger scale, you no longer buy into it. Um and perpetuate it with your money, you know, with your time and energy, whatever. So, yeah, lots of fun stuff coming up in the higher font. But with this, we get to change. We get to create new traditions and expectations, not only for ourselves, but for the systems that we're in. We really get to push back. And I think that's an exciting thing, too, because that's when change starts to happen. It's when we examine when we get loud and then when we say, no, I want something different, let's push for that change. Um, okay, I'm going to move into the mini messages now because I feel pretty wrapped. I'm going to start with fire. So for fire, you have Mother Nature. And your second oracle card is inner temple devotion. So you're tuning into your inner portal. And lastly, for your tarot, the six of cups. Well, I might be feeling a lot of the fire, but to me, this is very much about incorporating sweet moments. I do find the Six of Cups touches on the inner child. But there's a, there's a meeting your inner child where they're at. That's like all I can say. That's all I, that's what I feel the most about this is, you know, it doesn't matter the age. It does, I've done this work long enough to know it doesn't matter if you can pinpoint where these voices come from or where, like, how you inherited the tradition. So don't get caught up on some of these things that I mentioned earlier. You don't need to knock them all out one by one. But I, but you do need to sit with the feelings that you have and and really listen. You know, cups are receptive. They are listening, and in listening, maybe that's all your inner child needs. You know, I think, yeah, we get so quick to talk, and I know that's part of my personal process, um, but go out into Mother Nature. Go out and get some sun on you. Stand in the rain. 
um, hang out in the snow, make a snowman, whatever, wherever the weather is where you're at, don't make excuses, get out there and look at the beauty and um, allow that to be also part of your healing right now. There's so much that you can partake in, but maybe the mini rituals that you do for yourself during this. Mercury and Taurus season are getting out there and just having this dedication to listening. Listening to yourself and listening to the quietness and the, I think, the more like organic sounds of life around you, right? There's a lot of like man-made noise, but I think that this could be very restorative um, for fire. Okay, so now I'm moving into water signs. And water, you have aptitude, you have star mother, how can you mother yourself, and you have the wheel of fortune. I'm actually going to look up the word aptitude to make sure that I have the word right. Um, but I feel like it has to do with like having like the ability to do things. Okay, yeah, a natural ability to do something. Okay, so you have the ability to mother yourself. If this was ever in doubt, water sign, the answer is you can do it. That's the answer. Whatever opportunity is in front of you is all the opportunity you need because the Wheel of Fortune is saying that the universe is moving energy to you, for you, for your benefit. That you're, this isn't. This isn't. This is not you against the world. This isn't you against the universe. Of course, you can have that mindset, but but maybe that mindset was instilled in childhood. Maybe you pick that up somewhere, and it's going to be really important for you to pull in this energy of you can do it. You can do hard things. You can overcome, and see yourself on the other side of it. Even when, even when there's doubt, just because there's doubt doesn't mean that there isn't still possibility. Doubting is human. It just shows me that you're human and that your humanity needs a little bit of kindness and compassion right now. There's literally nothing wrong with you. So if you're feeling very much like you're in your feelings right now and your mind is maybe ruminating, and um, ask yourself what you need. And then do your best to follow through and give that to yourself. Um, because it looks like you can. It's just like that doubt is probably stopping you, but it's about proving proving yourself beyond the doubt in small ways, right? Let's not set ourselves up for failure. Let's be realistic. Let's go for the small things. All right, so now I'm moving into earth signs. And also, just to say this for water, what kind of plan do you want to come up with to maybe hold yourself accountable? You know, is going back to the rituals of Taurus season, your own personal rituals, is there a kind word you can say to yourself daily, even from waking, you know? Um, yeah, or like when you're drinking water or a cup of tea, are there things that you can... Do with kindness, do with love, do with nurturing, do with softness. Um, it's so important that we feel that. It really is. All right, so companionship. I almost said 
Yo, I almost said compassionship. Like, what the fuck? It's not even a word. Not even a word. Oh, companionship. This is for earth signs. You're already doing it. Stop overthinking. You guys, keep facing your true north. Didn't I talk about true north earlier? Double message for you guys. Queen of swords. All right, so big mindset energy coming through for earth signs right now. First of all, I want to say, Earth Signs, you are your own companion. Not to say that you're blocking out other companionships, but with companionships, I want you to think beyond, I want, I do want you to think beyond the earthly realm in terms of like physical people. Um, I also want you to think about energetic companionships. If you are a believer in angels, your spirit guides, your ancestors in energetic form, this is a really good time to call them in. It looks like they're here to support you. <laughs> and if you're questioning, can I do it? I don't know, blah, blah, blah. The cards are like, you're already doing it. The doubt is only slowing you down at this point. And the Queen of Swords is like the truth teller. She's here to slice through the bullshit, the doubt of your mind. Those are just stories. They're going to be there because that's what they do. They're there. The mind creates stories. So it's not about getting rid of them, but it is about separating yourself from them, not letting them be so loud and saying, well, what would happen if I go for this companionship in the energetic realm? Likewise, for those of you who may be kind of holding back on companionships in real life, go for it. If you're, if you're feeling lonely, this might fall kind of strange for some of you, but whatever. If you're feeling lonely, what's the worst that happens if you put yourself back out there? You're already feeling lonely. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to reinforce a feeling of loneliness that already exists within you. So, to me, I see this as saying, hey, let's go get tacos. Hey, let's go get beer. Like, whatever, right? And if somebody says no, say okay. Like, learning how to be your own companion is, is key here. But also, so is going for the things you want and speaking those things into existence. Queen of Swords also communicates externally because she's taking control over what she wants. So if you want better friends, then go make them. Don't, like, don't just expect them to like find you in the middle of nowhere. Put yourself out there to be seen. Um, also, same for romance, right? Like, if you want a romantic partner... You have to be out there being seen, being heard. <laughs> but don't let the doubt stop you. You can do it. You can do it. You're already doing it. Apparently, you're already doing it. You're just overthinking it. Fortuity. We're wrapping up with air signs. Starseed. What lights you up? Oh, I love it. And then the two of pentacles. Okay, so this Taurus season, it's going to be very important that you make time for what you like because that's going to increase your sense of self, your feels, your good luck feels, the feelings of just overall contentment, peace, satisfaction, all that jazz. That's going to be increased when you make time for yourself. I'm always realistic. I can't say always. I'm realistic in the sense that it's not about I need to set hours aside for the spa type shit. It is realistic because if you have 15 minutes, 5 minutes, 3 minutes, instead of sitting there for 3 minutes, wishing you had better luck, wishing you had 15 minutes, 
you have three. Utilize the three minutes that you have to bring yourself balance because that's what you can control. The universe is not asking you to do more than what you can. It will never. It literally will never. We do that to ourselves. The ego does that to us because that's what society asks us to do is more than what we're capable of without giving a fuck of whether or not it's good for us. And then when we really truly drop into love and to a universal energy, it doesn't ask us to do more than what we can really handle. It's soft and it is kind and it is compassionate. So this is the energy that you must hold with yourself and air sign. Get out of your head. Um, I think if you're looking at what lights you up and if you say again, like I wish I had hours to dedicate to this hobby and I can't blah, blah, blah. All of that is time you're using to bitch. Whereas that could be time spent doing a little bit of the thing you want. Um, pretty simple and straightforward for air signs. So, okay, we made it. We made it through this Taurus Mercury vibe. Um, thanks for hanging in there as I became very emotional. But um, I obviously am going through something and I'm going to keep tending to myself. Um... And I will let you guys know what I come out of this time period with. Um, I plan on doing some journaling and talking to some very special people in my life um, to navigate to, to help to help me <laughs> to help me through this time. Um, but I, I already know I have a lot more tears to cry, and um, I, I I personally feel like this is a it's very deep. Because it's like a, it's a lifelong sadness that I'm not trying to escape. <laughs> For me. I'll cry again. <laughs> I feel like it's about, it's a deepening into accepting. And just getting really curious about what I need. Probably as each, each, each time it comes up. And just kind of saying, oh shit, maybe everything I used before isn't working and uh, something else got to come up. <laughs> so I'll stay open until I, until I sense it. Um, anyway, I love you and I'm so grateful for you. And I have another episode, uh, coming up fairly soon. Um, let me click over to see what that is. We have Mars going into Pisces. So that'll be interesting. I have a very loose script ready, but, um, yeah, you'll get more details on that as we get closer. Um, Mars is going into Pisces on the 14th, so not too long from now. Um, okay, I love you, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye!